Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, everybody. Obviously, uh, this is not Sergio, this is Ron. And welcome to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA. Sergio is uh, up visiting his uh, mother and father and doing some uh, downtime. And let me introduce, uh, well, it's just me and Ben. And we got some alone time, Ben. So Easy, easy. Good morning. <laughs> and then we have our fearless leader on the phone. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to another episode of Angler Chronicles on this beautiful AM830 KLAA. Ron, you've got the helm, so you're going to be the leader today. Um, I see we have Mia, correct? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Mia's not here. Mia's uh, Mia. And, well, that's why. Uh, no. that, that's what we have. Michigan you know, I after. think the Blue Jay, uh, the Blue Jay, was out. Ah, I see. So let me ask you a question. Is Oliver on there? Well, that's where I was going to next. On ah, the beautiful phone lines, morning, we Oliver. have Mr. Oliver Solis. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Rod. Thank you. And, mm-hmm. and also we have Mr. Andrew Mack on our Mack Fish Report. And good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ron. Sergio, everybody. Good morning. So, all right, well, let's, we're all ready to go. Get it. Yeah, let's get it started. Um, I'm not familiar with a lot of freshwater this week, so let's go ahead and let uh, Andrew give us the uh, quote-unquote 411 information on what's been going on in the local freshwater scene. Andrew, take it away. All right, guys. So, freshwater, what's going on right now is there's a lot of catfish going in. The water warmed up. Uh, in most lakes, it got uh, too warm to stock trout, so a lot of the, the catfish have been getting stocked. Uh, one of the main lakes that keeps getting stocked every week, super heavy, is uh, Santa and the River Lakes. I actually spoke to uh, Craig a couple days ago uh, about the catfish, and he said um, uh, what they're seeing a lot of the other hatcheries is that because of all the fishing pressure with the COVID and everything from last year and this year, um, a lot of the hatcheries actually they can't keep up with the stocks. So, but that's not the problem for Santa and the River Lakes because, you know, Craig, you know, he is the owner of Imperial Catfish. So he has actually set aside uh, six to 7,000 pounds of catfish every week for the entire, like, summer. So, I mean, we're talking this place is going to be stocking heavy, heavy, heavy every week. So that's definitely going to be excellent fishing there over at Santa and the River Lakes. Oh my God! Six to seven thousand pounds. Well, I'll tell you what, Craig always loved to you know go heavy on the catfish, 
And uh, you know you get some monsters in there, too. In fact, there's a story. I don't know if Ron's going to want to share it. About falling asleep on one of the lakes. How was that float tubing? How did that go, Ron? Well, let's just say that it's so relaxing out there. We're at Lake Elsinore, one of my, the favorite places. No, 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 no. You were no, no. You were at Santa Ana. Oh, River. yes, we were. We we're on the catfish pond, and so mm-hmm. uh, Tony and I were out there. And next thing you know, it's dark. <laughs> we, we had both just fallen asleep, and we're dark, and we are kicking it out of the water, and this truck drives up and says. What are you guys still doing here? Uh, we just woke up. So uh, that's one thing about a float, well, too, have, man. Didn't you have a fish that took you for a ride? I did. It was uh, took me from the north side of the lake all the way to the south side of the lake, just pulled me. And, you know, I only had two-pound test on. That's one thing that you probably don't want to do with a catfish. But it was too lazy to take off all that line and put something else on. So, you know, I just let him yank me around, and finally – Straighten the hook out. That's how big that fish was. Wow, I'm two pounds. Uh, yep. That's a monster. Let me just say, Ben. Sir. We talk about this. What the heck is he doing two pound test on on on, uh, on catfish? You know what? <laughs> Only Ron knows that. <laughs> <laughs> because Ron was too lazy to change it out. See, that has to do with a P. Yeah. All the six or seven or eight or nine or ten. Yeah. Years. Anyway. All right, so Santa Ana River Lakes, heavily stocked. And then um, what else you got there, Andrew? Uh, we got uh, Mountain Lakes. Um, they were supposed to start stocking catfish on the 22nd of May. Uh, because this warmer weather came through, the weather heated up, they actually started stocking uh, catfish two weeks ago. So they've been putting in 1,000 pounds every week. Um, still, there's a couple anglers that are targeting the trout. And I've seen a few actually limits caught, uh, even though they haven't stocked in a few weeks. So those places are still holding a lot of fish, which is really cool. Um, one of the big news that finally got uh, got announced is uh, Green Valley Lake up there in uh, over there close to Big Bear around the Arrowhead area. Uh, Green Valley Lake announced that on May 24th they have their grand opening for the year for the year. Uh, they're also going to be stocking trout, and I know a lot of uh, trout anglers. Uh, they love fishing that lake. I'm sure, Ben, have you fished uh, Green Valley before? Yeah, a long time ago when I was just a kid. Yeah, they, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool lake. I mean, a lot you know, a lot of guys always say, you know, when they stock the uh, the limits, limits of the rule. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see uh, to see that one coming. What's going on in the Sierras? Uh, right now, the Sierras, um, I haven't heard too much on stocking um, as far as, you know, the uh, when they had the opener. A lot of those lakes paid for, you know, the big fish to come in. Um, they're still doing the state stocking and all that. But uh, right now it seems like a lot of the trolling is getting smacked on those bigger browns. Um, you know, throwing uh, two to three colors of lead core up there at June Lake, Silver Lake, um, you know, places like that. And they're getting some good-sized browns. If you guys remember, uh, what was it, uh, two weeks ago when uh, that lady caught the that big cook job brown, um, you know, when I talked to her, you know, about the record and all that stuff, I said, you know, a six-pound record, it's it's only, I think it was like a six pounds for the brown trout for a line class. So they actually submitted it, and um, I talked to uh, the IGFA, uh, the, one of the reps uh, the other day that handles the record, and he said all it's going to take is just them putting in the right paperwork, and they and they pretty much got it. So that's, that's really cool here. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, okay, uh, now round it off. What's that? Okay. 
And then uh, let's see, we got a uh, Palmdale uh, Fin and Feather. Uh, they're uh, still trying to locate a catfish. Remember, I was saying about you know a lot of places that are having uh, struggling to find catfish right now that you know everywhere else is not committed. So Palmdale Fin and Feather, they're they're looking for a uh, to do a catfish plant. I believe they're going to put about about fifteen to twenty thousand pounds of fish in, um, and that will probably be coming in the start of June. Uh, they usually have that catfish derby around uh, like mid June time, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, let's see, and then uh, what what do we got coming up over there at uh, Lake Elsinore, Ron? I know the uh, the the kids derby is coming up, correct? Yeah, on June fifth. So uh, Sergio, go ahead and uh, give them all the information. And you dealing with uh, William just the other day, so yeah. So um, June fifth is the kids derby. And it's really cool because we get a couple hundred kids, maybe sometimes 300 kids. And what they do is they, they, they put out a big net, and inside the net they got tons of catfish that they, that they stock. So it makes it relatively easy for the kids to catch some fish. Now, William has told me that there's some big boys in there. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun for the kids. Um, and for that, we are taking some volunteers. Okay? So... Um, if you want to get some, uh, if, you, if you do want to volunteer, I know Team 57 is going out there. I know that uh, some of the guys from KC Angers and SoCal Sport Fishing are going out there. But if you want to volunteer, the best thing to do is go to Skinner at lake-elsinore.org. I'll put something up on social media, although um, I saw Jonathan already post this morning. So, and you can you just volunteer there. We don't need a lot of volunteers, but the more the merrier. Okay, the kids, a lot of the parents don't know what's going on. And if you do, please come out, join us, have a good time. And it's for a great cause. It's the kids of Lake Elsinore. Once again, the Derby, is, is you can go in there to volunteer at jskinner at lake-elsinore.org. And you can get set up there. The other one you can reach out is to Tony. Tony's carrying a list as well. So what's going to happen on the 5th is probably I'll anchor the show with Ron and uh, and Ben. And then Tony and maybe Andrew, you can be down at Lake Elsinore. Okay? And then we'll do it that way. And then, Ron, you and I, when we finish the uh, show, we can head down there. Okay? It'll be fun. It's uh, a lot of great information. Um, you can find it on the uh, Lake Elsinore, uh, lake-elsinore.org, that's the website. There's, there's a lot of information there. How to set up, you got to register the kids. Okay, that's important. So um, all the dates, everything is there. The other thing is, though, however, I just saw a picture of Jonathan Skinner in a shark donut, okay, with uh, some catfish. He's saying the catfish is doing real well. Um, a big applause to Jonathan for not wearing Dallas Cowboys hat. Get a bite on <laughs> that. That's why he got bit. Get a bite on that. That's probably why he got bit. You had to go there. Yeah, well, yeah. Oliver has something to say, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, is he on? Is he, is he on? Yeah, Oliver's here. He's... Thanks for turning him in. <laughs> what do you think, Oliver? Oh, that's right, Oliver. I'm sorry. That is Oliver's problem. That's the only problem I could find yeah, with this man. Is either... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of us can be Raider fans. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I love the Raiders. 
Yeah, well, listen, I know so Cliff I. is listening. He's my boy. Cliff is my boy. He knows that we're Raiders until the end. And I'm, I'm up here in Northern California. There's still a little remnant in Sacramento, okay, of Raiders. The Raiders. Okay, they went to Vegas, but we still love them. Okay, anyway, boys and uh, girls, it's time for our first break. That was really quick. Right. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. Angels Radio. AMA 30. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio. AMA 30, KLAA. And before we go any place, if anybody wants to know the stocking schedule for the Department of Fish and Wildlife, you can go to dfng.com. California.gov and the whole schedule's on there. Same with the Mac And uh, <laughs> before we before we get off into that again, uh, we have a very important guest on. Can you want to bring Jonathan up? Uh, Jonathan Oliver Skinner, speaking of the devil. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How you doing, Ron? You're doing a great job, Ben. You guys are doing a great job. Um, Sergio, we'll, we'll talk, bro. I'm barely hearing you, Jonathan, but I, I hope you hear this. You obviously survived. <laughs> you jumped out of a plane yesterday, and the parachute opened. That was good. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah, a good that, thing. That, that was a, yeah, it was, it was really a, a last kind of last-minute thing. I've been talking about it. Sergio knows I've been talking about it for years. And uh, six years ago, I bought some uh, passes for my kids, and... You know, they've grown and stuff, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So uh, yesterday I went to Skydive Elsinore and uh, and jumped out of a plane. One of the great things I forgot to post was that my daughter came to to see me jump, and she decided to jump too. So two Skinners jumped out of a perfectly good plane um, yesterday about 14,000 feet over Lake Elsinore. That's so cool. And I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what, if you haven't had a chance to do it or you're making excuses, do not make excuses. Um, I, I did a tandem jump, and uh, the guy, uh, his name is David, excellent instructor, um, made me feel comfortable. You know, the, it was it was kind of surreal going out because <laughs> you're like, I'm really going to jump out of this plane, and I'm not a, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm afraid of heights, actually. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I get up there, but when we jumped out, it was just so surreal. It was really, really kind of cool. Um, couldn't hear a lot, you know, you know, free falling for 120 miles an hour <laughs> towards the earth was really strange. But I even got to, to uh, I guess, drive the, uh, the parachute and stuff. Got to see the lake. Got to see a lot of boats in the lake, people fishing. So uh, it was really cool, really, really cool. But um, the reason I was, was calling was just to uh, also chime in about the, uh, the, uh, the derby, um, the Geneva Stream Fishing Derby, William and, and, and the uh, the casino have been working on the on the flyer and information, so that should be coming out soon. Uh, one great thing happened on Thursday when uh, the president said that if you're vaccinated, you can take off your mask. Um, so what's great about that is, you know, we have the kids fishing derby coming up, and we also have the Jamie Stream coming up. And so, you know, go out and get your your vaccination, and you know, we're we're, we're it's going to be able to us open it up for, for more participants on both of those events, you know, throughout the summer. So we're pretty excited about that. Okay. Well, um, what else, um, can you, can, uh, we also have the, uh, seminar that's going to be on August 7th, but before that we have, um, the kids derby. Do you know how much uh, fish they're going to put in? Yeah, we're putting in between eight and $10,000. So it's probably about, 2,500 pounds in a very small area. Um, we really appreciate, you know, Anger Chronicles and, you know, Tony helping with the debate and, and, and Ron and, and uh, Sergio coming up and hopefully done this time. But Team 57, uh, all the Anger groups who are coming up, we really appreciate that, that volunteer help because a lot of these kids have never fished before. And so it's really awesome to have you know, seasoned veterans of, of fishing coming out and uh, and help them along the way. It, it, it warms your heart. And, you know, we I, I mentioned the last time we were able to get a, a sponsorship from uh, Riverside County uh, Parks and Recreation District. And so we're going to be able to get some nice prizes and stuff for, for the kids and, and for the biggest fish. And so I, I'm really excited. It's one of the, my favorite uh, fishing events uh, that we do uh, over at Lake Elsinore. Yeah, I can't wait to get there either. Sergio, what do you think? I'm having a hard time listening. I can't hear on this uh, end. I couldn't hear him at all, basically. However, um, I imagine the report is good. I imagine, I, I think I heard, what, 3,500 pounds? Is that it? 2,500. What was the question that Jonathan posed? No, I was just, uh, you know, talking about the uh, the amount of fish that they're putting in in that small area so that all the kids, and then he, he mentioned that there was the uh, park and recreation. We're going to uh, get some prizes, and uh, I guess, uh, are you going to have trophies, or? No, we try to make them, uh, the, the, the prizes, uh, fish-related, so <clears throat> I don't know if you guys remember this. A couple of years ago, we actually gave away uh, a, a small kayak and life, and life vests as well, so... Um, 
that was a grand prize. So we're we're looking at going that that route again. And uh, you know, I, I I brag about what you guys Sergio teaches all the time. You know, buy your kid a tackle box instead of an Xbox. Um, and so we we try to do that as well as we make it. So you know, a trophy gathers dust, but a tackle box and a rod gathers fish. So we we definitely want to you know keep keep the momentum going for these young anglers who are out there to make them older anglers and, and, and have their kids, kids, kids fish in the future. Well, that's really cool. Um, what he said, Sergio. Well, let me just say, yeah, what I would say is this. Um, look, uh, to everybody listening out there, this is one of the most awesome opportunities to get your kid on a fish for the first time, Okay. Um, you're almost guaranteed to catch a fish the way the system is with the net. They can't go anywhere. They're right there. And I think we've all experienced the joy that comes from, you know, getting big, sending a hook, fighting a fish, getting it in. That joy the first time for a kid means everything. We always say, buy him a tackle box, not an Xbox. Well, here's a great way to bring your kid, your nephew, your grandson uh, the neighbor's kid, if need be, uh, get them out here, get them hooked on their first fish, and um, get them hooked on fishing for life. That's the passion that we love so much. And this is a great opportunity. And we, we used to do that on a yearly basis as well. We had Lake Elsinore, and we also had Mile Square Park. Well, now we only have Lake Elsinore. So get down there, get going. The kids do receive, I don't think it's trophies. I didn't hear Jonathan, but I know it was uh, like fishing-related stuff. They had uh, rods and reels, tackle boxes, that kind of thing. That they gave away. But it's not about the prizes. It's really about the fishing. And, Ron, how many times have you and I experienced, and I'm sure Ben as well. I mean, Ben, you fish with your kids, so you know. I mean, you fish for your daughters. That's smile on their faces when they catch a fish. You can't buy that. You just can't buy that. Nope. And so um, that's what we're going for. Get them hooked on fishing. Get them hooked on the outdoors. And um, it's a lot nicer that way. It's a lot. It's, and then you get a companion, you know. <laughs> and there's no better place <laughs> to do it than Lake Elsinore. Oh, yeah. So it'll be great. What we want to ask you out is, there is to, for, uh, you know, the, the, the fishing groups that are coming up, the anglers, if you guys have scales, you know, just the hand pocket scales, we're not doing the, uh, the uh, certification thing. But if you have scales, bring those with us because my thinking is, and um, Tony, Tony saw it last time, the last one we had, as soon as, literally as soon as the, uh, the, the line hit the, the water, kids were getting bit and they were pulling them in. So we want to try to get, make sure that we are able to get their weights, uh, you know, as quick as possible just in case some people have to leave. So we're going to hopefully have some people walking around taking the, taking the, the weights from the, um, from the anglers, young anglers. So if you guys have little pocket weight, uh, uh, fish weight um, uh, equipment, that'd be great to, to help us make sure that we can get that track. And, you know, um, it, it, I'm really excited. This is going to be a, a good uh, good time. And, and then to have it be being extreme fishing derby back is is just incredible uh William's been uh, uh you know working the working his uh sponsors and everything trying to make it a, a really great event we're uh we're excited to uh 
to bring everybody back to Lake Elsinore and, and get some rods and boats and float tubes in the water and uh, make it a, a great summer. And then, of course, the, the August 7th uh, seminar, we're already getting calls on that because, uh, you know, having Angler Chronicles be a, a great partner and then also being down there at the lake is, you know, it just makes it all a great summer coming up. Okay. Sergio? Yeah, I... Yeah, I know, I know it's tough for you. I know it's hard for you to hear him, but... No, no, I couldn't hear him at all. But it's, I mean, I know he was talking, but here's the key. Okay, I don't know exactly um, uh, what was said, but a great opportunity on June 5th. And then we got to talk about, I don't know if he mentioned June 26th. That's a big boy. Right, he, t- he okay, talked all about the Derby. Okay, perfect. So, folks, mark that on your calendars, June 26th. Uh, Ron, uh, Tony, uh, Ben, and myself, and hopefully Andrew Mack can make it over there. Uh, we'll do a live broadcast from the Bobber. Okay, so if you get there at 5 o'clock in the morning, you want to come hang out, have breakfast there while we do the, um, the broadcast. That'd be great. And then the launch occurs during the broadcast. Uh, we'll do the weigh-in there. And then the party. That's what we call it, the derby, not a tournament. It's all about getting together. It's all about, you know, it's a community coming is it coming together. We will do that at the Bobber uh, following the uh, the Derby. I don't know exactly what the times are yet, but I know flyers are coming out on Monday. Uh, there will be the, um, the website will be ready to start taking reservations. Uh, you know, the teams, I believe, are two or, or three people, and we'll, we'll get all that detail sorted out uh, by next weekend. And we'll get you guys ready to get signed up. But again, June 26th, I believe it's the ninth annual Dream Extreme, Dream Extreme Fishing Derby. And uh, let me see, um, it's going to be a one-day versus two-day this year. And then maybe next year we'll go back to a two-day event. But let's keep the ball rolling, uh, like Elsinore. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is see if we can catch a legal wiper. Okay, that's the first time that, uh, um, or the second time in nine years that we have actually a solid chance of, of getting a, a wiper. Okay, so looking forward to that. And um, five different categories, five different ways of winning. Um, a lot of money is always in play. I think William told us last week still around ten to $15,000 worth of cash of prizes will be given away. There's always a big, huge raffle after uh, we pronounce the winners so it, it's just a big big way of getting all together enjoying our sport enjoying talking to each other and uh, cdc says we don't have to wear masks inside or outside anymore so this thing is getting better as long as you're vaccinated excellent so uh let, let, let's come together june 26th at launch point in lake Elsinore. That's cool. All right, Jonathan, hey, anything else? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm glad Sergio mentioned that the wipers actually, I went out last Sunday on, on my shark tube, shark donut, and uh, guess who came rolling up? Uh, Fish and Wildlife Warden came rolling up, and I actually know the guy because, uh, you know, I've seen him out before. And I wanted to thank him. They uh, actually, before I saw him. Okay, guys, uh, we got to take a break here. This is Angels Radio AM830. KLAA, you're listening to Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. Don't put them down the 
Angels Radio, AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. In front Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. And we have Jonathan. Uh, anything else you want to add, Jonathan? Yeah, just really quick about the wipers. Um, they are starting to grow, but what's been nice is fishing and, and, and wildlife wardens have been going around the lake and educating people. Uh, those who didn't want to listen, they've actually done uh, between uh, 35 and 45 citations for people. So uh, some of them are for not having uh, your, your California uh, fishing license, and the other ones have been for, for wipers. So definitely when you guys come up uh, to the different events and you're coming to fish, Make sure you have your California uh, fishing license. Uh, Ron gave out the website where you get that information. And, uh, you know, come join us at Lake Elsinore. Okay, cool. Sergio. Okay, it's an unfortunate, like I said, I can't, my connection, I can't hear him. But I uh, just want to wish uh, him a very, very good weekend. So, Jonathan, have a great weekend. And uh, keep those fish stocked and ready to roll. So we start June 5th, in a couple of weeks, we'll start with the kids' event, and then on June 26th, we'll get the Dream Extreme underway. So, Jonathan, <clears> stop <throat> jumping out of planes. One of these days, uh, <laughs> man, open. okay, so you did it, good for you. I need some video. I gotta see this, I gotta see your face. So, best of luck, thank you for calling in, Jonathan, and we will probably talk to you next week. All right, thank you so much, hey, Jonathan. and hey, so, uh, so these sunglasses are not. And Jonathan, stop giving him the satisfaction of wearing a cowboy shirt. Well, and what? Stop wearing, did you say stop wearing Dallas shirts? Yes, he did. So, okay, so 
Andrew, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, onward and upward. We need to get going and get to some salt here. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. So uh, last last bit of uh, info here. Uh, the Lake Isabella Tur- uh, Derby is still going. Uh, it goes all the way till September 6th. Uh, the $5,000 fish uh, was caught last week um, by uh, Richard Haynes from uh, Bakersfield, but there's still plenty of tag fish in there. I know there's 8 out of 10 uh, left of the $500 tags, 9 out of 10 of the 250 and then uh, altogether there's probably around, I would say, close to 400 tags still in the water. So there's a, there's a lot of fish swimming around. Uh, one more thing I just wanted to talk real quick on. Uh, ben, actually this question is for you. Uh, what do you recommend as far as a catfish setup? Since right now SoCal, everything's about catfish. Uh, what, what would be a good setup for catching catfish? And not, you know, well, wait, I'm going to interrupt you because Ben's going to say uh-huh. he's going to want to do the yummy flyer, okay, on a kite. Uh, so, Sergio, don't do that to me. I, I was like fishing freshwater, I think, before you were born. Come on, baby. You know what I'm saying? Even <laughs> a catfish guy. All right, well, listen, what would be your – because here's the deal, you know, um, the derby might be a lot about catfish. Yeah, well, if the the kids are young, you want to use spinning rods, right? So I would say, you know, if you're not talking about something huge, get them something they can cast, obviously, because kids love to cast. That's one of the main things that my kids like to do. And uh, get them like a 4,000-size reel, you know, probably put some – if you want to use braid, you can put, put braid on there. But, I mean, I would probably put some 8-pound uh, monofilament on that thing and just have them go and have a good time. There's nothing. You can't beat an ugly stick. So um, just get them just a really entry-level deal if you're doing that, and that would be phenomenal for them. The key is to let them do the experience, not for you to do the experience. They want to cast. They want to feel the bite. They want to set the hook. That's how you hook your kids from fishing. All right, now you you raised three kids fishing. Question, and I think this we're going to, I'm sure most parents get it, but I think we need to make sure that they do, okay? Their first experience is the lasting experience. Right. So you got to make sure they have a great time. Agreed? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Time frame, the, the people team, seem to think that a kid's, you know, he has interest span is very short. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you go somewhere like what I used to do with my kids is I'd take a mackerel fish and they catch one after the other after the other and that gets them interested. Even when they're catching fish and they're little, that's enough. I want to go to the next thing. But it opens them up. It opens their eyes up to how, how fun it is. So with what you guys are doing with um, with Elsinore, it's it could be a really awesome thing just to get the kids to catch a few fish in a row. If they lose that time frame... That's fine, but you know what? At least they got a taste of it. Once they get a taste of actually pulling on a fish, they'll want to do it over and over again. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, exercise patience and make sure that they have a fun time. And I love the fact that, you know, like Ben says, a nice starter outfit, something they can um, play with, uh, drop on the sand. It doesn't it doesn't matter, Okay. And because uh, a lot of crazy stuff that we are not supposed to do will happen. But the idea is to make sure that they have a good time. Okay. I know there's a teacher out there says, I asked for God to send me a fishing partner and he gave me a son or a daughter. So, Ben, you're living proof of that one. Oh, yeah. yeah Sergio, you don't know you're not in here, but she called me. She's coming. She's coming home. 
um, this next week, and she said she wanted to fish two days. So I got a day on the Liberty, and I got a day on the Odyssey. <laughs> so I'm all set to get her out there. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Okay, I think uh, we're wrapping up on the um... – oh, oh, okay, okay. No, no, I remember. Sorry. I'm away from uh, the studio. So we were going to talk just quickly. Okay, best setup. Ben, what would you recommend for the uh, catfish? Oh, I gave it to you. Like a seven foot, like a seven foot spinning rod with a four thousand size reel and eight pound monofilament. Okay, and uh, I think bait of choice, Andrew, would be uh, definitely the Mac bites from uh, from Bite On. Those things get bit. That or the uh, they have yeah. the Bite On shrimp too. Yeah, because I mean uh, that that stuff is marinating, and it's it, it. catfish have a very unique. Uh, and keen sense of smell. So they'll pick up the smell of all the stuff that's marinated in, and uh, they'll just come in and they devour. They devour the bite on. So highly recommend that. And if you bring your own mackerel, I mean, um, what would you the crimson or the garlic? Uh, just pour uh, it on the mackerel. The Cajun. Yeah, Cajun. Uh-huh. yeah the, the Cajun okay. bite on uh, usually works the best for cats. On like a Carolina rig. Maybe a size one or a one L hook with, uh, like what Ben was saying, six to eight pound test. Uh, maybe a two foot leader, foot and a half leader. Doesn't really matter as far as a leader. Um, you know, just cast it out. And I always start out shallow. Uh, start out shallow. Let's say if they stock on a Thursday, fishing opens up Friday. I only throw out 10 to 15 feet. You know, there's no reason to launch it. You know, 60, 80 feet, knowing that you know these catfish, they're they're raised in you know three to four foot of water their whole life until they're stuck. So you got to give them a couple of days to go out deep. So, you know, definitely target the shallow water as the week, as the days goes on from the stock, then, you know, go a little bit deeper until you find them. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what I would, instead of a Carolina rig, me, I would just fly line it. Like, Cause that chunk will sink and you get to, you know, cover the water column a little bit, but it'll sink. Um, then I would definitely use the uh, flat falls. Okay, and uh, <laughs> like a, make sure. Dude, where, you been, where are you at? Are you up in like Northern Cal where they're doing the mota? Yeah, well, the weather's, re- I mean, the oxygen's really. <laughs> no. Yeah, I must be cutting off your brain, bro. <laughs> yeah. Here's the beautiful thing about catfish. They're, they're very, catchable, very catchable, and they fight really good. I always call them like the pit bulls of, uh, of the lakes because they got they got shoulders. Okay, and they take off, and they put up a very, very good fight. Yeah, and and Justin, remember the one thing we want to put out there, too, is that if you don't know how to handle catfish, let someone else that does handle them because they've got a couple of barbs on them that will uh, really make you sing if they get you. So just uh, make sure that if you're grabbing them, grab them by their belly, and then you want their head out through your forefinger and your thumb. Keep the dorsal fin away from you because I've seen guys get spined by that dorsal fin more than once and they're crying. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's just that's that's why we that's like what you were saying earlier. It's good to have people around you that know what's going on, especially if you haven't spent a lot of time fishing for those things. Correct, correct. Uh, that's very cool. All right, we're wrapping it up uh, on that. And let me just since we've got Oliver, okay. Oliver, recommendation rod for, um, say, catfish anywhere from pups to about five or six pounds, and then give me a rod size for five, six to maybe 20 pounds. Sure. Uh, 
I definitely uh, agree with Ben. You want to use a seven, uh, maybe even an eight foot, just for you know the extra length and more fun. Uh, medium light, six to twelve, so you can fish that eight to ten pounds, or the medium heavy, um, ten to twenty, so you can fish the uh, fifteen to eighteen pounds. Um, same size reel, four thousand, um, and uh, you know go to town. Use those smack baits and uh, get that catfish in. Excellent. And it's important uh, to have the right gear, okay? Um, especially in the next, where we're going next, which is saltwater. And uh, I've talked to a couple of the captains, and, you know, this is why we we try to hammer this, and, and Ben takes the lead on this one. You've got to have the right gear. If not, you're undermanned. Um, this is not the time to... Do what Sergio does with the bass rod. No, 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 no. Uh, these tuna, Ben, uh, I'm, the smallest I've heard of are 30 to 50 pounds. Yeah. From- I'm not hearing, a, I, like, I'm hearing that last group of fish that they had. They had um, they had a biomass, and it was too, th- I, I went, Serge, and I went the day after. It went down, so it didn't bite. But Thursday and Wednesday had biomasses that were amazing, and some of the guys got in these fish that were 40 to 60 pounds, and there was 100-pounders and 150-pounders floating around in the mix, and it was a full-on mayhem. So the whole thing is if you're going to fish the 40 to 60-pounders, fish the biggest line that they're going to bite. To me, I'd start with 50-pound floral at least. And I'd use a circle hook just because you have a better chance with one of those big ones with the circle hook. But it went full. I mean, I talked to guys. I talked to one of my buddies, and he had a 112-pounder, and he was using a circle hook, and he had 40-pound 40 pound, 40 pound, um, leader on, 50-pound braid, and he, that was all, all of an hour, and he knew what he was doing. So he said that, he, that him and his son caught their limits, but they must have lost 12 of them. So, and that's the thing. It's being prepared. You know, I I live by your by, by that rule of the P's. Yeah, prior planning. Yeah, because let me tell you something. That's the biggest complaint I hear from the uh, from, from all the uh, the crews up and down Southern California. They want us to catch the fish. They want those fish on the boat, but we're losing a lot of them. Okay. In fact, Ron, just think about it. He wasn't. Bluefin, it was yellowtail on the El Dorado. Yep. Okay. We 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 saw some losses there. Yes, we did. And and it was just simply, you know, the drags aren't set right. Uh, uh, the knots were bad. I mean, everything that could possibly go wrong. And Ben, you've been in a lot of fights with these fish, and you just went. They didn't bite, but if they do bite, you gotta be ready because. <laughs> they, Bluefin are, are, are very finicky. That's the one thing I've noticed. So when you get the opportunity, you get bit. You got to have all the right tools to bring them in. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think the key, like my buddy that went. I mean, he's caught he's caught plenty, but he was funny. He was calling me. He was going, "What am I bringing?" And on 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 just just basic stuff, you got to bring an eighty, a sixty-five, and a fifty. Right, because you on the fifty, you're probably going to put the fifty on a five hundred, or and you know the whole thing. People got to realize is that you need, you know, you're going to have one schoolie type of setup, which could be the the five hundred. Here we go. 
Sorry. All right, everybody, we got to take a break right now. We're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Radio AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is award winning television producer and outdoor videographer Danny Jackson. Looking for the very best in sport fishing action, information, and education? Then your best bet is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Fox Sports West in stunning high definition. Each week, Sergio and the Angler Chronicles crew take you on an entertaining and educational fishing expedition to both salt and freshwater venues from Baja, California to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Don't miss Angler Chronicles Television, 9.30 Sunday mornings and 3 p.m. Tuesdays on Fox Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. It's time for you to grow like the pros. At Pond Culture, we custom build hydroponic gardens for families of all sizes. Grow all kinds of organic fruit and vegetables faster than ever. Feed your family the healthiest and freshest produce possible. Our gardens save water. That's right, save water. No more dirt needed. Add your favorite plants and fertilize once a week for amazing results. To see more, visit our website, pondculture.com. That's pondculture.com. Or call 949-201-9301. Angels Radio AME 30 Alright everybody welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA and Sergio I want to introduce our next guest do you know who it is? <laughs> I text you kind of far away. Okay. Uh, oh, oh sorry that's okay. So let's uh, let's let's bring up Brett from uh, Santa Clarita. Brett, probably the fin and feather. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Brett. How are you today? You? Morning, guys. How's it going? Good, good. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing this one too, but I know Brett just caught a big bluefin. So why don't you, uh, Brett? Just start there. Just tell us what uh, what set up. Uh, what was the situation on that trip? You, you guys are absolutely right. I was in the thick of it last weekend. I can't believe how close they are either. They are right there. And Ben's right. The biomass is, is huge. The 40 to 60 pounders are abundant, and they are not shy about biting the heavy line. 
I wouldn't fish any less than 60. That's what I was fishing. And, uh, man, the way you showed how to tie the sinker rig last year with a rubber band, oh, man, that's the trick. I showed a bunch of guys how to do that, and we had good success. You know, there were some heartbreaks, though, on those 100-pounders. You know, guys that fished 40 and, you know, just get ruined. You know, you're that what anybody that that's out there is listening, you got to listen to what he's saying cuz the heartbreak's not worth it. And so you might miss a couple 40 pounders, but when you get that bite and being prepared for that bite that's going to the the battle that ensues sometimes takes a while. Uh it's so much worth fishing the heavier line if they'll bite it. Absolutely. And you know, the, here's the other thing, the the bite times were weird. They <laughs> I, I love their idea of, w- of when they wanted to bite. It was 10.30 at night till 3.30 in the morning. That was the hot bite. We, were, and we had them corralled. I've never seen that many boats, that many sport boats, so close together. I mean, you literally could have thrown your jig across the bow or, or the, the stern of some of the boats. But it's like we had them all corralled into a big circle. So if you're in that situation, 100-pound, 300-gram flat fall, Drop it down as fast as you can, wind it. And most of them were getting bit on the wind, not on the sink. Um, that's where I would start. They don't bite the flat fall when they start backing off. That's when I go to the sinker rig, 60 pounds minimum or 80. Yeah, no, that's – and we're using a circle hook? Circle hook all the way. Yeah, perfect. I got my biggest one just that way. Yeah. 60-pound, 80-pound spectra, uh, little, little top shot of fluorocarbon. 4030 circle hook, nose hook sardine, dropped it down and wait till you get bit. Wait till it stops. Huh. You're speaking my language. I figured mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's gonna shape up to be a good year. It was it was totally like wicked tuna. I mean there was there were scenes on Sunday we had hundred hundred and fifty pounders blowing up all over the boat, huge beautiful whales behind us eating the bait. It was incredible. Yeah, you know, this brings on another thing that I was talking to Ron about is that when it's biting and you hear the first day that it starts biting, go. Because it bit for like three or four days, and I went, and there were, it had shut down. There was nothing going on. So when when you, this time of year when these fish come in here, everybody thinks, hey, they're biting. They're still trying to figure out where they're going to settle, and they're looking for they're looking for that bait mass. They're looking for maybe you know structure on a bank, whatever it is. But some of those bites, that last one lasted probably about four or five days, and it was like on it. When it shuts off, it is like a light switch. Yeah, absolutely. You know the well, other actually, thing is too. Yeah, I'll a lot keep of the you guys, boats, but uh, the last time at the rail. I mean, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Sergio. Oh. Uh, the, the quality has gone up. The quantity has gone down in the last couple of days. And, and it's like you say, you got to put in the time. Okay, I, I know you. I've heard your stories of you've gone trip after trip, nothing, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom. But you got to be there for the boom. Okay, and you, and you, like Brett said and you said, you got to be prepared when the boom comes down, right? Because you go out there. This is not the time for the bass rod. Okay, you got a, a nice solid rod. You, you know, bend, and we can talk to Oliver about what he would recommend. But you got to have the right pound test. You got to have the right flat falls. You got to have the right, you know, if you're going to use a rubber band or an inline sinker, you got to have that all set up, and you got to be prepared because the heartbreaks are just not worth it. They're, they're not, I've been there, and 
uh, you put in all that time, all that uh, energy, and then just to see the fish go because they're just undergunned. So um, that's the one thing I'll stress. I'm, I'm looking at all these posts that uh, the different boats are making, and they're, I've never seen so many recommendations from the crews and the captains. When they're doing that, that's telling you they're having a lot of losses, okay? And they're saying 40, you need an outfit that's 40 to 60 pounds. You need an outfit that's 80 to 100 pounds. And, yeah, you can bring a 30-pound test, maybe for more finesse. Uh, there's a lot of yellow tail underneath the patties they come across. But when it's the blueprint time, you got to do what you say. And fish the heaviest line that they'll bite, okay? Um, those fish is not necessarily finesse, okay? They are brutes, and they will hurt you. So if you have the right gear, you can land them, okay? So, uh, yeah, be prepared, be prepared. Uh, the, the biomass is huge. Everybody's saying that there's fish all over the place. One day they bite, the next day they don't. One day don't doesn't mean that they won't bite, but that's when you got to get more... That, that's when you might want to go the lighter line. Okay? Yeah. If you're seeing a lot of fish out there, Ben, there's a question for you. You're seeing a lot of fish, and they're not easily taking the bait. What what would you do? Try to incite a bite. Yeah, there's a couple things. Like, don't give up on poppers. There was fish caught on poppers when it was really super tough. Um, actually, yesterday, it was yesterday, um, Billy Kay... Um, no, it was the day before. Billy Kay was out there, found... See, the thing that's going on right now, Sergio, is the boats are chasing the fish, and then the ch the fish will get out. They'll go outside of their range, right? So the fish, again, tell me that they're not settled in and they're not acclimated to what's going on, but they're still hungry, so they're moving around. So Billy Kay would, like, get a popper, and he was throwing a popper. These guys were throwing poppers, and people were like, well, they're not biting. You can throw a popper and continually throw the popper, and you're going to find the right one. So that's one way to do it is, is surface iron poppers, knife jigs, or like we were talking earlier, SKJ, SK jigs or flat falls, whatever else. Don't give up on reaction bites because there's always one fish in the group that might react. The other thing, which I, I don't want to say, but got to go down in the line size and got to go down in the hook size. And we've all done that last year. I think um, we were doing that a big time. And we had we had bigger fish on 40 pound with like four, you know, number four hooks. That's just sort of hairball with the size of the fish. I think you could probably easily, I'm not going to say easily, but you can do a 70 or 80. But one of those big ones is going to be a whole handful. Okay. Uh, guys, please take that to heart, okay? Ben loves the bluefin, and he's got a lot of experience, and we want you guys to bring in. I, I love watching the photos of these big bluefin being caught, and I'll be honest with you. And uh, the sense of satisfaction you get when you get a 100-plus-pound fish is just amazing, okay? So be prepared. Be prepared. All right. Well, Brett, thank you so much, my friend. Continue to catch the big ones. And I guess we'll see you at the Fin and Feather soon. Thanks for that report, yeah. Brett. That was killer. Yeah. You bet, guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, yeah, Ben, have you uh, heard flyer or kite fishing? No, they're not doing it yet. No. They, okay. the, the, that usually ha – I mean, I'm not going to say that they won't bite it, but guys aren't doing it. They, they really – Sergio, they got to get settled in an area before you can really get after that. 
So once they settle in an area, then you can sit there and mark them. And what you're looking for is fish between like two, uh, from the surface to 200 feet. And then you put that stuff up and start working it around. Because usually um, you don't have, those guys are doing that stuff. They're, they're not, the small boat guys don't have enough bait to really push it. And then the big, the big boat guys, you know, they can do what we're talking about because they can get the fish up. Then they're going to use those dead flyers and put the dead flyers out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I do know this. Uh, I know they're kidding them on the full day boat. That's how close they are. And a day and a half. Um, a lot of yellowtail, a lot of yellowtail underneath the patties. Very, very good sign for the future. Um, and then these, and truly a, a huge biomass of tuna. Um, I, maybe if we get a hold, if Rick calls in, I'm interested in this. Are they in Mexico? Are they in U.S. waters? That's what I was going to tell you. So they're, they're on the corner. There's, there's fish 302 running up the ridge to the 43. Okay. But there's fish in the same old haunts, and a lot of the guys aren't opening their mouth, the commercial guys. But I'm telling you right now, the Liberty, I, I talked to Taro, and Taro was telling me that one day he smashed him. The next day he chased him right out of U.S. waters again. So it's like the, the stuff's moving around. When it was on the 302, they were really smashing it. The guys were getting bigger fish on the 43. Again, now it's gone. So things are just, until they settle in, we won't, we won't have a place where we know to go. It's just going to be look. Okay, everybody. Music is on. Hitting it, and uh, we have um, we, we'll be right back with Danny. Also, but we also have Captain Rick Scott. I'll bring him up right after the break. So this is Angels Radio, AM eight thirty KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Everybody, welcome back, and we have the sheriff on the line. That's his music, but I want to bring up, we have a captain, and I'm not sure if he's on the water right now. I can bring up Rick, Captain Rick Scott. Rick, how are you? Good morning. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Good morning. How's everybody doing? <clears throat> Everybody's great. We, all, we have uh, everybody on the line. We have Oliver, Andrew, Sergio's on the line. We have Danny and you as well, so take it away. Sounds busy there. Yes, it is. We got. <laughs> hey, Rick, um, so we're on the water. Here, here. I'm uh, having we did a, not go. We did not go hey, Rick, oh, hold on. Rick, yeah. obviously uh, Sergio can't hear you, Rick. So Sergio, Rick's talking. Let Sorry me, about that. Okay, let, let, let me let me say something to Rick before we even get going here. Okay, uh, Rick, on behalf of the Anger Chronicles crew, he can't, can't hear you, Sergio. Sergio, he can't hear you. Okay, give him my condolences for the loss of Sandy. <laughs> right. Christina's mom. Right. That was an icon in the yeah. fishing industry. Okay. 
Hey, uh, Rick, what uh, Sergio was saying was uh, Angler Chronicles and himself, myself, and all of us, uh, condolences to Dina and you for the loss of your mother. And um, we're praying hard for you, and God bless you all. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a, it was a rough week, uh, you know, the loss of Sandy. But we're trying to turn that around here. Um, catch the fish, and like I said, there's a batch of fish out to the west. Uh, we did not go that way. There are some fish to the south, and if you go south, we possibly could catch some yellowtail mixed in with that bluefin. So we're going to have a group on here that we need to try to catch something. So we're going to try to catch some yellowtail, catch some bluefin. And one of the boats down here had a pretty good bite in the dark last night. So we're going to look for kelp during the day here in the afternoon, go look for some bluefin, and uh, hopefully catch some. That's awesome. Um, did um, So... You're not going to tell us where you're at, or you haven't gotten anything yet. But <laughs> um, what are you going to say, Ben? Oh, nothing. I'm just listening. I can't wait to get on the boat with Rick. Go catch him up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hopefully the weather holds out. We have absolutely beautiful weather today, so hopefully uh, that holds out for the week here. But yeah, we did see some fish in the dark already. They just didn't want to stick around. They came into the boat once or twice and swam away. I know the guys out to the west, it sounds like they're catching a little bit already. Not a lot, but they're seeing some good schools. We have not seen a good school yet. We've seen little dabs here and there. But we've got high hopes for the afternoon down here. Seems the boats down here caught some in the afternoon. So are you, is, are you, you're, you're on a day and a half right now? Yeah, we'll be back in the morning tomorrow. We left last night. Roger. Huh. Well, I'm wishing you the best on that stuff. Again, I, I, my deepest condolences to you and Dina. Um, so. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Sergio, you want to try to see if he can hear you? No, I can barely hear him. Um, you know, uh, guys, just like, like Rick says, I mean, the, the, on this stuff, you have to be ready as soon as he sees something. So. Even if you're sleeping, and nobody loves to sleep in more than me on these trips, uh, you can't do it. Uh, he's already got a few fish I, I thought I heard in the dark, so you got to be ready. In the, in the dark, Ben, we can get away with heavier line, which is great. Oh, real heavy line. I actually was fishing next to Ron in the dark there uh, not too long ago, and uh, at first, first drop, and he was just looking at me, and I hung one. So you just fish your biggest stuff because you never know. You could get a surprise. Exactly. Is that what you? Uh, yeah, is come that, prepared. Is that what you said, Rick? Come prepared, because you know, there's yeah, come prepared. There's some smaller schools um, of that twenty pound fish, and you know, there's fish. They're catching fish up to hundred pounds right now. So, you know, we just don't know what kind of school we're going to stop on. But be prepared with uh, with some light gear and uh, some heavy gear. Yeah, especially in the dark, you want to fish that heavy gear. But if the fish come up, and we can eyeball the fish and see the smaller ones. One of the boats the other day were catching small ones in the dark, and then as soon as it got light out, uh, the big ones came through, and everybody got bit off or spooled. So make sure you're prepared with uh, <laughs> There's a lot of guys getting spooled. 30, <laughs> all, all the way up to 100. Yeah. I love that. Hey, what's that song singing on that radio yours that you're holding? Uh, it's funny to watch guys get spooled, especially when they knew they shouldn't. Well, yeah. if they're catching 20 and 35 pounders and they're doing, then all of a sudden the big ones come through, it's, I can understand that. But I bet you most of them probably didn't have that we heavy. Had one, we, have, yeah, we had one of those a couple of years ago. Yeah, We did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. 
And you got blessed, huh? You got it done? Well, no, Rick called us up. We They're biting nothing but 20 pounds, and I told everybody to bring 20 pounds. I didn't say only bring 20 pounds. So everybody just brought 20 pounds, and we ended up with 60s and 80s, and it was hour, two hours on each fish. So it was different. Hey, ben, ben, you yeah, love the, the day before, we were out the day before, and I drink water yellow okay. fin. And, you know, and, and okay, okay guys, guys, guys. Sergio. Sergio, Rick's talking. Sorry, guys. It's really tough when you guys okay. can't hear each yeah. other. Yeah, it's tough. But, yeah, we had that trip where it was, you know, the day before we were out, and it was green water, light line, small fish, and then the first stop the next morning when you guys were on the boat, it was 70, 80-pounders. It was, it was tragic, but we caught a few. The summer's all fired up, dude. She's ready to roll. There you go. Cool. So, Rick, cool. how do we get a hold of you, and uh, your trip's planned? Um, we have room on some trips coming up um, till the end of the month here on the weekends, and then we're going to be shut down for two weeks. We haul out. But you can log on to oceanodysseyfishing.com. You can book right online right there. Or give me a call at 619-889-4535. All right, cool. So uh, good luck and um, and condolences for myself and Sergio. I know he's listening, and um, God bless you guys. We appreciate that. Sorry about that. I'm trying to pay attention here for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, hopefully this fish keeps on biting here. Yeah, good luck today and uh, get them. I appreciate that. Right. It needs a lot. All right, brother. All right. We love you guys, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you pretty quick coming up. Okay. We look forward to uh, talking to everybody next weekend, and uh, everybody have a great week. And uh, hopefully we'll have a good report up today. Yeah, right. we will, no doubt. All right, everybody. All right. Thank you. Thank yep. you, Rick. Bye. Good luck. Okay, Sergio, sorry. Right, I, I know it was tough for you here. Yeah, let's go to the sheriff. He's on. He's on okay. All right, I'm going to say, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, okay. The, the jig slinger. <laughs> the jig slinger himself. He stepped up to the plate. They could use him right now. Danny, sorry about oh, the music. Yeah. It's already gone. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That, that's fine. I always enjoy listening to Rick Scott always, of course, with these big bluefins going on. That's an insane fishery, of course. Well, good morning to Sergio, Ron, Ben, Andrew, Oliver Solis with Fishing Syndicate. A uh, good group in there this morning and, and on the phone as well. Sergio, I just want to say to you, first of all, if you can hear me, I hope you can hear me, Sergio. I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, too. well, I, I just want to say to you, enjoy your parents, you know, your visit with your parents. Uh, you know, we talked about that earlier this week. You know, there there will come a time in your life, if it hasn't already, certainly has with me, that you're going to realize your family, your family is the most important thing. There's really nothing else. And uh, thanks to the vaccine, you know, you're getting to visit your parents. I've seen my grandchildren now for the first time in 14 months <laughs> so it's it's all pretty awesome um anyway well, ben, let, me, let me tell you uh, Dan, yeah. before we get going uh I, you make a very good point you know one of the things i've learned in the fishing community we all do come together and um we do create a bit of a secondary family in the fishing community but that first family which is your parents i have not seen my father and my mother in a year and a half and my parents are in the mid 80s Okay, and it's just been heaven. It's like coming home, you know, and and to get that 
that that hug from your mom and uh, your dad and and also my sister. I mean, it's just wonderful. Get vaccinated. Get good. Go see your family. We're coming out of this pandemic. It's all good. And in the same line, I want to wish you a very happy 52nd anniversary. <laughs> Dude, well, 52 years. What do you wow. think? Wow. That's a long time. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Oh, thank, I'm only 50 right you. now, so you, you've been married longer than I've been alive. <laughs> yeah, we have You're been. 50 on your right leg. you got 50 <laughs> on the other leg, too. Well, thank you, Sergio. I appreciate that. Um, anyway, yeah, the vaccine has made a big difference in a lot of people's lives. Certainly has mine and my wife. Ben, you were talking, and let's let's go from 150 pound bluefin down to mackerel. Okay, you mentioned mackerel. I've got to tell you, it's it's interesting you mentioned that because my dad started me off. Uh, actually, we used to, we used to catch a boat off of the uh, at the end of the Huntington Beach Pier. Okay. And we go out to the barge. I was about maybe eight or nine years old and catch mackerel like crazy. Of course, it'd be wide open. That really hooked me. I did the same thing with my kids. Actually, on the Redondo Beach barge um, back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, so mackerel fishing, you know, you know you're not going to keep them probably. But uh, they can be wide open and they'll get these kids hooked. You know, a lot of times kids will go fishing. You don't catch anything. Eh, do I really want to do that again or not? Not with mackerel fishing. <laughs> so that's, that's a great way to start. Um, so anyway, I want to get to something uh, very important here, our, our episode for tomorrow. But as was uh, ta- uh, talked about earlier, we've got the Dream Extreme Derby. The This will be actually the eighth annual Dream Extreme Derby coming up at Lake Elsinore, June 25 and 26. I talked with William about it, William Johnson, about it earlier this week. He said to sign up, uh, tell everyone to sign up at lercasino.com. I'll repeat that, lercasino.com. And that brings you right into our show for tomorrow, um, Ron. I'm going to air, in honor of all this, and I put some graphics in this, some invite graphics with the with the dot com and the dates. We're going, to add, we're going to air tomorrow the 7th Annual Dream Extreme Derby. Uh, of course, uh, fishing for catfish, wipers, largemouth bass, crappie, and carp. I think I got them all five in there, Sergio. But, uh, Sergio, why don't you talk about that a little bit, uh, about the der- uh, derby? Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we, we bring it back to that, okay? Um, I remember when they, they put this together, the first annual, and they were talking about a big tournament, right? But the word tournament incites a lot of competition. It can be a little bit cutthroat. And that's not the environment they wanted to create. They wanted to create a more of a friendly environment. So there isn't competition, okay, but it's friendly. And that's why we went to the word derby, okay? And so with the derby, what happens is people go out there. You're going to see dads with kids. Uh, You're going to see, oh, my gosh, Rhonda is going to be – I think on a team with Christina, which is William's um, wife. And so you've got these two out there. And I think on the seventh annual, you have that Rhonda trying to catch a, a catfish. And it's crazy because she didn't, Ben, you should have seen this. She didn't have her drag set. She had her drag completely loose. So she's winding and winding. And everybody around her is saying, tighten the drag. Rhonda had no clue. And so she thinks she's got this big fish. 
and it comes up. It was a, a small <laughs> catfish, and she goes, "This is. Am I going to oh. win?" <laughs> Okay, guys, say it's time to take a break, and I was right there for that, and that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. You're listening to right. Listen to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. Radio. AMA 30. Hey, Chris from CCA here. AB 3030 was a big test in 2020, and we all worked together to help defeat it. But the 30 by 30 goal to conserve and protect 30% of our oceans is here to stay. Conservation is what we're all about, but blanketed fishing closures with a lack of scientific evidence is not the answer. If you're not a member of CCA, join us in the fight by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year and is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angels Radio. AM 830 KLAA. This is Angel Chronicles. And, uh, Sergio, you want to continue? Or Danny? Who's gonna... Yeah. Um, well, that's about all we... I've got. I just wanted to, me- I wanted to mention that, um, you know, that's what's going to be on the show tomorrow morning. First of all, at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, one last look at uh, an episode we call Love at the Charlottes, Queen Charlotte Safaris, uh, Sergio and Rhonda, of course. Then at 8.30, we'll start running the 7th Annual Dream Extreme Derby from uh, Lake Elsinore. That'll air actually five times this next week on Valley Sports West. So uh, same, be the same uh, channel you're, you're used to uh, so uh, anyway, it's it's a good episode, and and I I did put in this episode again the graphics, uh, I call them invite graphics, uh, where how to how to sign up, and also a reminder that it's June 25 and 26 this year, and uh, I'll just I'll just hang up and listen to you guys. I've got a great show going this this morning, Ron. You're doing a great job at the helm. We really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Sergio, what else you got? All right, no, um, to clarify, you say the 25th and 26th. Actually, it's the 26th. It's a one-day event. You can arrive the day before if you can make a reservation at a local hotel. you got the 
uh, Lake Elsinore Hotel and Casino. Okay, good place to get a, a room. And then we start. The event is actually on the 26th. Okay, and uh, for those of you who have never done it, check out the episode tomorrow morning at 8.30 and um, give you an idea of what we do. And if you were there, enjoy yourself because we really had a very good time. Hey, Sergio. So, uh, Ron and, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to make a point that um, you guys were talking about and hit me sort of hard was once your parents are gone, they're gone. You can't pick up the phone. You can't call them. So if you got your parents here, talk to them daily if you can. Amen. Amen. You're right, man. You're uh, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes for that goes for anybody in your family. I mean, it doesn't take any time to. Well, Jackson, let me just say before Jackson gets off the the, the, the line here, am I going to see you on Tuesday? You know, I haven't decided yet, Sergio, but uh, I'll let you know. Uh, well ahead of time. I can't really answer that right now, but I know you guys will have a good trip. The weather's looking better, really good for Tuesday. I've got a boat on Friday, and right now the weather looks pretty sketchy locally uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday and Friday, some gale force winds. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. And, and for people that don't know what you and I are talking about is uh, this is about Freedom Boat Club. We've got a boat on Tuesday, and uh, we're, we're trying to get some uh, footage of stuff going on. I can announce and we're going to announce it. The new AC Sled 3 has arrived at Freedom Boat Club, and it's a it's not a center console, folks. It's a 28-foot Defiance, okay? And it will be the new uh, flagship. Okay, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, I've got to figure out if I can sit in the chair and, and see over the, the well, dash. <laughs> I, guess we're, I guess we're heading to Catalina now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, the biggest problem, Oliver, is do, can I see over the dash? Just bring some, uh, <laughs> bring some phones, some telephone books, you know. But I don't even know if they make those anymore. The yellow pages. I don't know. I'll bring a stool. I'll bring a stool. Yeah. All right, Danny. Thank you so much for the info, my brother. Go and do your you guys. anniversary weekend, and um, it's all about family, bud. Okay, you bet it sure is. You guys, everybody have a great weekend. It's been a pleasure. You too, Danny. All right. Happy anniversary. All right. So, yeah, All right. Thank everybody you. Thanks a lot. It's going to be a, a good show tomorrow. Um, the one thing I do want to mention, okay, is there's a, a, a really good event. Uh, you know, Anger Chronicle is dedicated to giving back. I mean, when Ryan and I sat down and we said, hey, let's do this Anger Chronicle thing, um, we wanted to do it with a little bit of a purpose, okay, and to give back. Well, we found the Olive Crest, uh, and not we found, but the Olive Crest was brought to us. We were able to help some kids. Um, then we had the shoe giveaway. We also did Captain's, uh, Captain Rollo's kids at sea. Okay, what I want to mention is this. There's a great event that's going to happen on the 22nd, that's next week, between 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. down at Seaforth Landing. It's a, a giant used tackle sale. If you, want to guy, if you guys want to get some great stuff at a good price, go down there. All the funds go towards the kids. And um, Captain Rollo's is all about taking underprivileged kids fishing. And if you were privileged, and I mean privileged, 
to meet Rollo. Okay, now I didn't have the relationship. I think you had a better, much better relationship then than I did. I knew Rollo. He was a really good guy, and he loved teaching kids um, when they came out fishing. And um, that's what got this whole thing going. Um, Want to share something about Rollo, Ben? It wasn't just kids. It was anybody. So when I met Rollo, my wife was on uh, – not my, when I met my wife, Rollo was on the boat, and I just went on a trip. And he was teaching my wife to fish, and I just thought he was, you know, doing the regular thing, trying to pick up on a chick. And he just walked over to me and goes, she's really cool. You should hang out with her. She's here with nobody. So I ended up fishing five days in a row with my wife, and that was because Rollo teaching her how to fish. But he was the most unique person in the world where he could throw a bait, and he would hand you the rod back and go, you're bit. And there's no line coming off. There's no jump. There's no nothing, and you'd be bit. He did that to me like probably – four or five times and it was ungodly so he just to know the essence of rollo he is fishing his whole thing was fishing and was passing on the torch and that's what we're doing with the kids absolutely my, my only question i have is uh what pound test did you use on Teresa? Uh, dude that was unlimited bro <laughs> ah 60 to 100 i like it i like it okay so everybody keep this in mind it's May 22nd, next Saturday, between 1 and 5 p.m. over at Sea Force Landing. Uh, you can look it up, but it's at 1717 Cabrera Road in San Diego. Um, you'll never find a selection of used equipment like you'll find there. And the, the most important thing is you'll pick something up and the, the funds are used to take kids out fishing. That is huge. So um, get out there uh, and help these kids, Okay. And you might find a good deal along the way. All right, so we talked about. Okay, Sergio, can we uh, get? Our, we got the caller from uh, Steve from uh, Long Beach Sport Fishing. Can we get him going? Steve, yeah, you're up. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. How's everyone Steve, doing? I can hear you. I like it. I like it. I can hear Steve. Hey, Steve. Last week you said I stole your thunder. You're you're about to steal mine because we had an amazing trip on the El Dorado. Yeah, that's what I was going to I was going to see if you guys wanted to go ahead and do the weekly El Dorado report because you guys were on the trip. Um you guys were on the trip on Monday, so uh go ahead guys. How was the trip? Let, let me tell you something. Now, now Ron has a new name. It's Rockfish Ron. Okay? He loves rockfish. But let me tell you something. Ron, you have to admit, it's some of the biggest rockfish we have ever seen. Now, this that was fun. Okay. Let me, let me tell you something, Ben. I haven't seen rockfish like this. Like, back in the day, would we go, you know, 800, 900 feet? I caught the biggest chucklehead that anybody has. I mean, I looked at this thing, and I, I couldn't believe it. It was weighed in, I think, at seven pounds. That's big for a, a chucklehead. So you you, you got a seven-pound chucklehead? Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. I'm telling you right now, uh, we filleted it and thought about a world record later. That's giant. <laughs> yeah, it was giant. I, and, you know, I, there was a guy, he, everybody knows Don Sutter. Uh, okay, Don's been around a long time. He's fished for this stuff for a long time. We had Captain Jeff, everybody. We're going, nobody had ever seen anything this big. But that's the chucklehead. The reds, oh, my Lord, they kept getting bigger and bigger. There had to be seven, eight-pounders. 
I caught a sheep head that we weighed. Now, keep in mind, I'm weighing this stuff. Thanks to Paul. Paul always brings his uh, his scale. The sheep head was 12 and a half pounds, bro. Hmm. Okay? And, it, and there, it wasn't the only one. Okay? So we started out the morning in the dark with the yellows. Okay? The yellow tail will probably run, what would you say, 15 to 20 pounds? Yeah. Okay? And we, we landed five, but we probably should have landed 15 to 20. 20. We lost a lot. Okay, Sergio, we've got to gotta take a break here, so hang on, guys. Steve, can okay. you stay? Just hang on. We're of listening course. to uh, Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. We'll be right back. Seasons don't fear the reaper, nor do the wind, the sun, or the rain. AM830. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Hello, I'm Chef Brie, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Angels Radio. AM830. Everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830-KLAA. And we have Steve from Long Beach Sports Fishing on the line, but Sergio's giving us a great report. And Steve, relax. All right, Steve, let me tell you something, okay? Um, one of the most epic trips that I have had on the El Dorado ever. Let me tell you how epic. Everybody makes fun of this, and I know there's plenty of pictures of me sleeping in the bunk, and Ron knows this. Don't wake me up. I like to sleep in. I love it. At 4 o'clock, 4.30, I think the boat stopped. And I, I felt the, fo- the boat stop. I go, oh, no, I'm going to roll. And then the yelling and the screaming began. I go, okay, I got to go see what's up. Yellowtail, we're on the chew. They bit all the way to gray light. And then we made the move. When we made the move, um, I, I didn't know we were looking for more yellowtail or whatever. I don't think, Ron, we ever fished over 300 feet, which is one of the greatest things. It's shallow water rockfish, but the size, okay? And we got to a point where 
Uh, the squid was great. We had live squid, but we also had some sardines and we had some anchovies. And these fish were honed in on the sardines and the anchovies, okay? Uh, some of my biggest reds came on the sardine, which is like, wow. Uh, I was trying to try to trying to catch a, a lingcod. We did uh, our biggest lingcod. I think just came in shy of twenty pounds. Uh, William was the one that caught a big one, and uh, Randall caught another nice, uh, nice lingcod. But I mean, talk about quality and quantity because I think we limited out on the rockfish. We limited out on the whitefish. On the whitefish, they were like mini yellows. Ron, you caught a nice one in, in that bunch. I caught one, and I, I, you know, once it starts shaking his head, you know what it is. But, man, I thought it was a yellow. It was taken line like it was pretty amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's yeah. an underrated uh, bottom dweller. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm glad you guys uh, had a good trip. So, so yeah, Steve. Um, just, yeah. right. So, Steve, what, uh, what, how do we get a hold of you, and what's going on, and who's going out everywhere? Well, I would like to mention, um, I know all the talk's been bluefin the last week or two, but uh, I just want to let everyone know for now, we are remaining on island freelance schedule. Um, our guys are perfectly happy, you know, getting out there with their shot of early morning yellowtails and bouncing around the island, you know, loading up on those big sheephead, vermilion, uh, chuckleheads. Uh, the guys are getting off the boat happy, giant sacks of fillets to take home to their family. So for now, we are remaining on island freelance schedule um if we do switch over we'll let you guys know you know of course ahead of time but uh the el dorado is on- online every week departing at 8 30 p i'm sorry every day departing at 8 30 p.m uh just book through the website longbeachsportfishing.com click book online uh, if you have any problems just give us a call 562-432-8993 come out guys yeah well listen what i was going to say is this and that was monday but uh, jeff just got back from another trip and they had 11 yellows, and they had a lot of more, a lot, a lot more of the quality sheephead, et cetera. So, if, if you can't get out to the bluefin, or you want to do something um, more local, let me tell you something. The El Dorado is simply on fire. Okay, and I think we were one of only two boats where we were, so we had the, the whole place to ourselves. And um, you know what? I wish we would have brought the camera, Ron. We should that that, that was that would have been an amazing episode. It, it would have been quality, absolutely. And then yeah, and we got to fish. We got go to ahead. fish with a lot of new people. We got to, to fish with some old friends. Okay, it was. Uh, the, I always get upset <laughs> because on a drift, and and Ben, we can talk about this a little bit. On a drift, you want everybody on one side of the boat. The stern is not the place to be. You want to be on the side. People forget that the transducer for the up and down is usually around the middle of the boat, and that's the case, I believe, with the El Dorado. So when they're metering the up and down, you're metering on the, on the, in the middle of the boat. Guess where the best place is? The middle of the boat. I always say, if you're going to throw stuff like jigs, etc., go to the bow. Everybody else, they try to have about the same uh, amount of weight for everybody because when you go deep and you get a tangle, it's a pain in the butt. It really is because it's a lot of line out and you get a mess. It's crazy, okay? You're trying to avoid all the tangles. No angles, no tangles. And um, 
you know the the one thing one thing I always go to the port corner of the stern to allow the people that are fishing with us the best spots, which is in the middle of the boat. But everybody wants to be behind me on the stern, and they don't realize their lines are going everywhere except where they're supposed to be. And um, it's not fun, huh, Ben and Ron, when you get a big tangled deep. Nope. No. Nope. No, you get a fish on, and it's like it attracts line. It does. Right. (laughs) So let me just say this. I'll send out a blanket apology for getting upset, Ron kind of calms me down on these trips. But I just want you guys to get the best opportunity to land some of these fish. And the best opportunities on a drift occurs on the side of the boat. The other thing you guys got to do, because it is different. Now, if you're anchored, things change. But if you're drifting, you all have to be on the same side of the boat. What do we always say? Wind in your face, happy place. Wind in your back is an empty sack. Okay, so get it done. We want to see you succeed. That's what all we want to do here. The, the whole point was to provide you guys a, an edge to catch more fish. We've always said that with Ron and, 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 and take it from there. But if I offended anybody, I'm sorry, but I have this passion of just I want to make sure we get the maximum amount of fish on that boat and you guys go home with a full sack of fish uh, and hopefully you have learned something new. And, and take it from there. But, Ron, we had a lot of new people and their faces, yep. the, the smile. Well, and, you know, that's what our, schools, that's what our schools are about, and, and, it, and it really works. And, it, and it's just one of those things is look at these people and see them catch their first fish and, and to uh, get involved and be more comfortable at the rail, and that's what we're all about. So, Yeah, and um, big, huge applause to – Shay Castro, she came from Las Vegas, and I think she put two yellows on the board. (laughs) She was was a machine. She got yellows, she got all the big reds, and um, uh, sheep head, I think the whole gamut. It was really cool. So uh, get out to the Long Beach uh, sport fishing. You guys have a trip going out last night, right, or is it going out tonight? Steve? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, we are we are actually sold out tonight. Um, we're actually offline. Uh, looks like Sunday night and Monday night for Coast Guard. Then we'll resume our our run uh, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I had so much fun. If I've got a little window, I'm going to go again on my own. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to tell you something. You know, that was one of the best steak dinners that I have ever had on a boat. Oh yeah, that was good. That was incredibly yeah. good. I, I, I didn't miss it. You, missed it. Yeah. Um, it was really good. You guys, thank you for a great trip, Steve. And, uh, you know, I know you want to talk about the victory, so take it away. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, well, victories, uh, the, the local fishing's actually picked up, guys. Uh, calico bass are popping up. Uh, good spots of barracuda are popping up. So uh, what, what he's been doing every day, he's been going out, you know, fishing the deep stuff plunking away at the rockfish and coming in a little shallower, limiting it out on sculpin, and then uh, going inside, you know, fishing those calico bass, barracuda. Granted, those calico bass, you know, we're getting a lot of shorts, but it's it's fun, guys. So uh, bring a bass rod, bring your jig stick, be ready. Like yesterday they had, uh, Phil said they had released over 200 calico bass, you know, just just shy of legal. So it's, uh, it's fun fishing. You know, it's really fun fishing. So the victory leaves every day at 6 a.m., gets back at 4 p.m., uh, I'd bring a 12-pound rod, uh, a 20-pound rod, and 
bring your jig stick, 25, 30 pound rod, you know, because that can double up as a rockfish rod. You go inside, those barracuda pop up. You can throw the iron and catch a few cuda. I love it. So, since I've got Oliver on the line, Oliver, talk to me about the rods he just mentioned and what would be your recommended recommendations on the FS rods. And I had trouble hearing Steve. Uh, what fish were people were talking about? Okay, so he was saying uh, you want a lighter outfit for the calicos, okay, oh, and then you want a jig stick to throw, to throw some iron. So you definitely want to go with a, a jig stick, you know, rated either 20, 50, 30, 60, uh, 9 foot minimum. Uh, put a 500 size reel, like a turn 500. Uh, for those that like the turn 500, that's also a good option. Uh, either a Salo 7X or a Caddy. Caddy 4, Caddy C, if that's your preference. Um, get out there and, and put it out. You know, you put on a top line, and you have a chance at calico and yellow trout at the same time. Um, and then for the calico fishing, uh, the old timers like these. They like using an extra light rod with full compass, which is great. You know, fun rod. I think that for most other anglers uh, who are not as experienced as these is, uh, you definitely want to have either an XL uh, rod, 8 or 9 foot, uh, rated 1025, give or take, fish 15 or 20 pounders. If you want to stand a chance at getting some yellowtail, because you got to remember, you're fishing that kelp line, as your, your squid drops or your plastic, whatever it is you're fishing, uh, you may wait, get into that water column where the yellowtails are swimming through, and you may hook the yellowtail. So a light rod, 8 or 9 foot, 15 to 30, fish it with 20 or 25 pounds. Uh, you know, a couple of reels of preference would be like a Trans 400. Um, an accurate uh, volume three or four hundred. Uh, you want to have a, a two hundred size uh, small reel to, to fish these uh, fish. And if you're fishing um, a fifteen twenty pounders, uh, be great to get those little chobies, uh out into that shelf line. Okay, now Ben, an art that is a little bit lost is jig stick. Yeah. I don't see as many as we used to back in the day. And I know that there's a new jig stick coming out. If not, if it's not out from Fishing Syndicate, it's crazy looking. And um, I saw it in action, and it just showed me the beauty of what jig stick is, throwing an iron on a big jig stick. Talk about that a little bit between you and Oliver the need to load it up, why it's nine foot, et cetera, et cetera. Well, nine foot rod's going to give you a whole bunch of energy, especially depending on, you know, the action. And Oliver understands how to harness the energy in his blank design. So a lot of times what you're doing is you're probably going to get probably three feet, four feet, the jigs off the rod. And as you're coming through, you're going to generate the power. It's going to be basically putting the jig stick back, generate the power is going to be through the follow-through, and what it's going to do is just launch the jig at the end. And when I say launch, that's when the rod tip starts coming back around and the jig's coming off. You release your finger off the spool, and that's how you're going to get your maximum distance. The other thing to think about is when he designs a rod, you can design rod a jig stick for fish and blue fins, and it's going to be a little bit heavier 
But when you think about anything with a jig stick, remember that whatever's bending is going against the fish. So that's working against the fish. It's applying pressure on the fish. So what Oliver seems to do with a lot of his stuff is when you're pulling on him, you necessarily you're not you're not really gonna hurt yourself, but you're hurting the fish a little bit more. And that the big thing with anybody designing a jig stick is to transition the power from putting the power on you, or when I say the pressure, to the pressure has to go on the fish. And that's a super important thing to do because most jig sticks in the old days were just like broomsticks. And when you hooked a fish, half the time you had the rod in between your legs holding on for life on the foregrip. So the foregrip's important. Right. And having the, you know, to me, if it you go from your tip of your elbow and you turn your hand at your knuckles, that's where your that's where your reel's going to be sitting on that thing. If you don't have a, a reel seat, and um, a lot of times you might give it a couple more inches just to, if it's really super stiff and you're going to have to do something with it. There's nothing more beautiful okay. than to see a guy that knows how to throw an iron on a jig stick. And watch the entire follow through, and you see what you're talking about that tip loading up, and just before the release, and you just see this jig fly a mile. All and right, that's every, why you okay, use everybody, jig. we got to take a break. The music is playing, and right. this is uh, Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. We can hear the music, but... Hi, Sergio. Hi, Sergio. <laughs> we're, Hi we're still on air. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Angels Radio. AM830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Angels Radio. AMA 30. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. It's Angler Chronicles. And Steve, we got to let you uh, sign out and let everybody know how to get in touch with you and make a correction. All right, thanks, Ron. Um, once again, book through the website, longbeachsportfishing.com. You click book online, click the little green button to the left, you know, whatever trip you'd like to book. If you have any questions or any issues booking online, just give us a call, 562-432-8993. We want to take you fishing, guys. Let's go. Fishing's good. Love it, Steve. Thank you so much for the report. Thanks, guys. You guys take care. See you, Steve. All right. All right, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff. Um, great fishing going happening local. 
So if you want to do local, if not, head down south. And uh, with everything, you want to be prepared. Uh, you know, I, I, that's why I love when Ben talks about the peas, you know. Uh, it's so important. I hope you guys took some of these um, tips, okay? The worst thing that you can do right now is get on a boat south and not have the right gear. And if you don't have the right gear, rent it. Most of these landings have gear for you. You don't have to have a big, huge, you know, reel. I understand that, but you can rent one. But you've got to be prepared with 40 to 60, 60 to 80, and 80 to 100. Would you say those are the three right now for San Diego, uh, Ben? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, you know, I mean, if we, you want us to make it really easy for you, 50, 65, and 80. Because if you know, when I say that, that's the braid, and then just bring leaders any anywhere from what twenty five surge to hundred, you can get it done. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, and and then also make sure you have the rods that go with that. Okay, yeah, we, we love the fishing syndicate line because it's just, for me they're just amazing rods. For this, I would not go all graphite. You definitely want to use the composites. Let uh, the tips. You know, fight the fish, not you, okay? Graphites are great for the smaller fish, you know, like uh, smaller yellows, uh, um, bass rods are just ideal. But for these bigger fish, I love the composites. The bare minimum that I would probably start out with is the M, okay, which is a 20 to 50. Reminds me, that, that's old school. And I see that rating, it reminds me of the old school rods, okay? 20 to 50 is definitely one, 30 to 50 is the other. Yeah, and that medium, that medium, you can fish it at 40, and it'll land you 100-pound fish. Now, it's not going to be an easy battle, but, you know, what I would mm -hmm. do is to bring a heavy, an extra heavy uh, to match what, you know, uh, Ben said, you know, a 40, a 50, 60, and then jump all the way to 100, right? Uh, there's two, two must-haves that I'm hearing captains say. If you need to bring a base stick, you can fish 40 or 60. That's typically an extra heavy rod, no matter who the manufacturer is. Uh, and then, right, so let me, uh, go ahead. Let me tell you what I did on the El Dorado trip. I did something I have, I don't do, because you know me. I took the 760H, okay, and I matched it up with the 600, the active 600 narrow, the BV 600 two speed. And right. then, I put 60-pound leader, okay? And let me tell you something. On these bigger rockfish, I just put the rod at the rail, turned the handle, and it was not a problem. I mean, it was the easiest thing in the world. You have the power. I'm so used to always going light. I'm, I, I like to live on the edge with a bass rod and stuff. But I said, no, let me try this. And it was the most amazing experience because it was big fish, not a problem almost like a winch. Choo-choo, you just turn the handle, put the rod at the rail. I always say the, the rail is your friend, and just crank. And the power between the rod that and rod. the reel. Uh-huh. That rod has a very sensitive tip, and it's pretty light. And you could fish, you know, for, for tuna, you could actually fish it with 60 uh, for abrasion purposes. It really is a 40 or 50-pound rod. But if you fish mm -hmm. 60 for abrasion purposes, you know, you could get a, a fish pretty pretty big on that. Now, it depends on, on the situation in the boat you're on, right? 
So we got Captain Daniel Zuna on the Marla. He is using our extra heavy, 7.6 extra heavy rod, uh, which is built for tuna, mm-hmm. you know, heavy duty guys, the out aluminum real feet. And they actually caught a 300 plus pound uh, yellowfin uh, down in Puerto Vallarta. Um, but that's because, you know, they're, they're, they're only uh, a cruiser, right? They, they could run the fish down. It's not, you know, in a big open party boat in San Diego. Uh, that would almost be impossible. In, in an open party boat in San Diego. You're not going to go chase that tuna down. Uh, but, you know, you bring that extra heavy, you give yourself a pretty good chance for fish all the way up to 160, 180 by fishing it with 50 pounds, maybe 60. And then the last thing I would tell you is bring that fourth rod for you fishing in kelp patties. They're catching a lot of yellowtail. Bring that light rod that you can fish 20 or 25 pounds on. The medium will do it. So, but I personally, uh, Jeff, like you, I like fishing the light line. And so I would bring a light rod. It uh, doesn't matter what it is, even if it's you know, a, a light bass rod that I can fish 20 to 25 on. And that way, you know, I could have fun catching a couple of yellowtails. And then, of course, when you're on the big fish, you want to have that extra heavy 40 50. You want to go to the uh, double X, 60 80, as you know, Ben has mentioned. And then, of course, that rail rod that you're going to fish 100 pound fish for, for those heavy jigs. Yeah, well, let me just say this. We always, always, you know, hear me say on the bass rod. Now, if I'm going to fish bass, okay, I'll definitely, you you know, pair it up with a baitcaster type reel. However, uh, if I'm going to go to San Diego and I need to take a light rod, I may take the bass rod because it's rated really nice, but I take the baitcaster off and put the the, the uh, BV300 now, Ron and I love that combination. Or take the 800L, okay, which is rated, what, 15 to 30? Oliver, 1530 on the L? Yep, 1530. Okay, and then go ahead and put the 300, the, the, the and it's a very, very light outfit, okay? It, it, it's not heavy, and it allows you to have finesse. Okay, I would highly recommend again on the L. It's a composite, so if you're going to go down south and you're going to throw it at the patties, because you know right now we're looking at yellowtail. Okay, but that could easily change soon to Dorado. There could be tuna underneath there as well, and the 300. You know, in the in the event that 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 you get a little bigger fish, you can go ahead and land it before you switch. Because sometimes you throw a bait out for a, for a yellowtail. Okay, and all of a sudden you get a surprise, and now you've got something that can actually handle the surprise. Okay, and then you can switch over. But yeah, the LVM and the H, I think, are a must. Those three rods, and then like you said, bring an XH. Okay, with maybe a little bit bigger reel. I like my XH with the 800 narrow. Okay, now the 800 narrow is a little bit harder to handle, especially if you got smaller hands like I do, but it's got power. Ben, the 800 narrow is is, is how how big of a fish have it has been caught on the 800 narrow? A couple hundred pounds. Yeah. So yep. you, you got yep. everything you need right there. Okay. So with four rods, you're good to go. San Diego, leave the bass rod at home and replace it with the L. The L will give you a little more range. You can do bass stuff with it. But you can also get some some bigger fish and have a better shot at landing them. 
Wait, but my did record, I hear this right? Record. You're telling people not to bring a bass rod? We recorded it. I know, I know. I, I know. Uh, I'll tell you what. I don't know what happened to me on the last day of the run. Oh. What's that? It's happened all in California. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. I no, he is in Northern California. Thin. Yeah, I think the air's too thin up here. <laughs> but anyway, no. But what I would say is, is this. I mean, San Diego... Uh, I think is a very unique beast right now. Um, there's so much going on. You just got to be ready. So if I if I were to go, even me, I think I was ruined on the El Dorado. I haven't fished that 760H with a 600 narrow. I haven't used that setup in a very long time, and I just fell in love fishing 60 pounds. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so easy. Okay, and it was easy. I mean, it was. I didn't fear that I was going to lose the fish. I could muscle them a little more if I wanted to. I can put the, you know, I could put the wood to it, as we say, and 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 that comes with being prepared. So I hope everybody listening is paying attention and will heed the tips. But you got to have the right equipment for these fish. These fish will break your reels if you don't have the right stuff. Ron had mentioned about a trip that we had gone. Um, we did a back-to-back on the Ocean Odyssey. We went on our own to go fish the Ocean Odyssey, came back, and then got on the, got on it again for one of the schools. And in that interim, you know, we saw fish that were small. So, um, you know, um, Rick said, call everybody, tell them to bring 20 and 30 pounds. Well, we did. Okay, we didn't expect that the next bunch of fish were going to be up to 60, 70. I think we got a couple of 80-pounders. I have never seen so many reels fail. Okay, We had one guy that almost two hours on a 60-pound fish where the drags gave out. Okay, It was an SL30. It just gave out. Okay, And, I mean, we he was using his thumb. I mean, remember he burnt his thumb. Do you remember his name, uh, Ron? Um, yeah, it was, was John. Um, oh my gosh, I don't yeah. remember his last name. But it was John. It was John. And we felt so bad because yeah. then he and he had a, a toad over the fish. He did land it on twenty, but it was like wow. The other thing that I'm not, I don't do a lot of, but I do for bluefin, circle hooks. Dad, how important are the circle hooks? Super important if you want to land one. If you're fishing that light line, otherwise the line's in their mouth and it's going across their teeth. Not going to work. Either that or across the side of the uh, of, of, that, that gill plate, that that gill will cut like line, like 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 they're sharp, they're sharp. And and um, I was always told that the size of your leader should be about the length of the fish that you're attempting the target. You agree on that? Yeah, people got to realize that if you're looking at a five foot fish, you got to also look at. The fish's stomach's probably maybe half the length of his body to the end of his stomach because when you look at those fish, they've got long tails, right? So, you don't mm-hmm. like a lot of times when if you don't want to cast a knot, just look at the size of the fish, the biggest one you're going to catch, and maybe go three quarters of that distance and you'll be fine. Okay. Okay. All we right, got a, so we got about a minute. Go. We got a little bit less than a minute left. So, um, mm-hmm. wrap it up real quick, guys. All right. So, uh, next week. We've got the trip on the Pacific Islander. My understanding is we're sold out. What's the next trip after that, uh, Ron? You got any clue? We have the Helena on the 27th, 
And then um, uh, Sport King, I'll get back with that next week. Okay, excellent. Hey, I'm having a great time with my folks up here. I'll see you guys when I get back next week. All right. Uh, to everybody listening, have a great week. Go fishing. Go fishing. Shout out to Mr. Parrish. Hope you're feeling well and get out there and catch a couple. All right, everybody. This is Angler Chronicles. We ready to go here? Remember what Ben always says and Sergio says. Be kind. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830, KLAA. See you next week. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.